Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby um, and mostly dads. Sorry, Matt. Not a dad yet, I guess, but you're not sorry about that. I'm Adam. I am back uh, after major negotiations with the wife uh, and much effort. Uh, I've managed to, to get an hour to, to have a chat about rugby. Uh, Matt, how are you? As I said, um, life's pretty good for you, I guess, all things concerned. Yeah, I mean, today's been pretty good. Uh, I spent most of it either watching rugby on the laptop or wrestling on the couch. Nice. So overall, it was a good day. Nice. Um, I spent a big chunk of my morning getting a like over-heavy, over-engineered cot up the stairs. Um, and then I, I ate some nice food in the afternoon. But that was my highlight. Ben, you got one of the dope ones that like, the slide comes down so the kid can just roll straight no, onto the bed. No, we got it second hand. I think, uh, yeah, that's the gold standard. If I had known it was this heavy, I would never have said yes. Fuck, it was heavy. Like, oh, <laughs> gosh, it was such a hack, but it wasn't worth it. Um, ben, how are you? I'm good. Well, I was good until I saw my, my team had another fucking lemon of a week in our salary league, which I pretty much invented, and now it turns out I suck at. <laughs> so I'm a bit, a bit pissed off about that, to be honest. Well, but, at, yeah, least, otherwise... <laughs> at least you could feel the full team. I'm still not feeling a full team, which is an absolute joke. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it is. A, on four, four trades a week, Adam, you should have literally been able to bring in 20 players at this point. So I don't uh, know. Adam, Adam loves Michael Allardyce and two, just blowing everything blind on a Monday. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, I've been a bit unlucky though, guys. Like, two bad trades, yeah, and, and then I guess opportunities over like the last how, few how weeks. How many, Adam? Yeah, Adam. Like, how many of your Monday trades have resulted in players not playing? Oh, okay. Well, let's see. There's Michael Allardyce, Scott Barrett, Tom Christie in week one. He didn't play, um, so it's three. I feel like there's another one though. Tom Christie in week one, he had a bye in week one. Why no, no, it was two. It was week two. He was injured. I drafted him. I drafted him in. Um, I sold Sam Whitelock. That cost me. I sold Barry Parkinson. That cost me because I was trying to get too clever. Um, I think there's, I feel like there's one more fail. I got George Bridge getting dropped um, when I needed him to start. And uh, Vince Asso getting injured when that didn't need to happen. Um, so it's a combination. I'd probably say it's about 60 to 65% terrible management and then 35 to 40% bad luck. So, uh, yeah, that's how I, I, I cross it. Yeah, I, w- I would say you, you've, you've made your own bad luck. Adam. Yes. Mm, no, I've been a little bit unlucky as well. Like, Allardyce injury, nobody knew he was injured until after I drafted him. Same as Scott Barrett. You know, he could have been... Anyway, enough about this. Sorry, enough about my words. No, no, Sorry, but if gentlemen. you hadn't made these trades on a Monday... Monday, that's the oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Been an issue. No, I know, but I was trying to get ahead of... And neither of those, and neither of those guys were ahead... Like, that's the thing. You don't need to wait to be ahead of the curve because everyone gets the information at the same time and the curve doesn't switch until then. No, I know, but I, I just figured, you know, a few trades up front would earn me a bit of extra cash, but it proved to be the very wrong strategy... And then a couple of weeks ago, I drafted Scott Gregory, and that was a fucking terrible idea. <laughs> I got tempted. He's out of position. I love a player out of position, but uh, that's it. I know Alex, he... You, you, you can't resist a money ball, eh, Adam? No, I can't. I'm sorry. It's, it's a thing. Oh, God. Uh, Alex, he's not here, unfortunately. He's also not having the best of time, even though he has a shit ton of money in his team. I think he's cooking a risotto, he said, um, among other things. So he will join us if, if he can, if possible. So beyond... Super Rugby uh, in New Zealand. There's also Super Rugby in Australia. I, I don't watch any of the Aussie games, so you guys are going to have to help me out there. 
I don't have time, unfortunately, but let's just get <laughs> cracking into, just get cracking into <laughs> judging by the group messages, I'm glad I didn't. Judging, let's uh, get straight into the news. First off, from today, uh, well, yes, the, the Alliance player in South Africa is tested positive for COVID-19, and that's four people, including the player associated with the union, uh, have been diagnosed with coronavirus. And it's a player, a member of the management team, and two staff members. Uh, none of the people who tested positive are actually ill. They are asymptomatic, asymptomatic, excuse me, or have very mild symptoms. Uh, it said, uh, and the player and the management member are both in isolation and had no contact with the rest of the team. And just something else I just noticed here: uh, something about Billy Larue being rushed to hospital. He had experienced severe stomach pain, and he underwent an ap- um, appendectomy. And Larue told the report newspaper that he'd had a stomach ache on Tuesday which he thought was from the pasta he'd eaten. However, he went for a 10K run. On the Wednesday, saw a doctor, gave him an injection of Gaviscon, but the pain was unbearable, and then he was rushed to hospital in Somerset West, and he, and he did an appendectomy. So, Vigilu, coming through, all things considered. Oh, so, so he's, not, he's not in... He's in South Africa at the moment. Yeah, because he was... I think he left Wasps, went to Japan. I think this season got curtailed, so he's back in South Africa. David... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're training now. Yeah. No, no not not yet. Not allowed to. I think the European, the guys in Europe are returning. Yeah, I know the English Premiership is starting up pretty soon. Uh, one team that might have trouble starting up that would be the Southern Kings. They've lost their title sponsor, Suzu, the uh, motoring manufacturer. No statement was released anything like that, but the Kings removed any reference to a Sozo and the so excuse me, a Suzu, on their social media platforms uh, and other public. Uh, arms, so this just comes back to SRAB having to take again a majority stake in the union. So the issues have, are continuing, and, and we've spoken quite a bit about what's happening at the Kings, but uh, obviously it was too much for Isuzu, who was suffering, as they said, reputational damage due to the mismanagement happening at the Kings. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, did, did they make a statement? I don't think Isuzu no. made a statement. No, they didn't. Look, the clause in the contract was for reputational damage, and that's what everyone's inferring. Yeah. But Asuzu has a denied, denied comment. I think the only comment they well, said was I don't was know that... how, how strongly people associate... Um, like, I, I don't associate Asuzu with the Kings. Not I at do. the moment, like, no. I mean, it's been less I don't, than a year. I don't, I don't associate DHL with the Stormers. I don't... You know, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm a Lions fan, fuck FedEx all the way kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, every now and then you dabble in UPS. Yeah, but the thing about top no, of mind. No, we, we only have FedEx and DHL in Mauritius. Hey? We haven't oh, we so haven't really stretched think, our wings yeah. as a package delivery nation. Think about think about and top like, of mind. Probably got like the odd oak with his own tuk tuk. The fact that you know DHL sponsor the Stormers, I think they got you there. They so, got me. You, yeah, you... maybe. maybe. I, I, I like to think I'm not super susceptible to advertising, also? but to be honest, I think I probably am. Online's no, FedEx. I thought they're Xerox. No, no, geez, that's back in the day. Uh, no, they're Emirates, in... aren't they? Yeah, they're Emirates. Emirates Airline Park? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. either way, Isuzu, I think the only thing they did say publicly was that any details between them and the Kings are part I think privy to the contract or whatnot, so they won't be released. No, that's quite that's quite professional of Asuzu because I think they yeah, so they the in a position like... where, like, if I was them, I would definitely leak something to slating the Kings because stupid, the Kings have been cocked. No, yeah, the Kings came out of it the easiest way. All they had to do was change their social media accounts just quietly. Yeah, 
and then just remove the Suzu from the, sh- the shirts as well. Uh, and since well, I'm not playing, we've got plenty of time to. Well, no, they're playing you know. soon. Pro, I think Pro 14 is the next tournament Ooh, to start. Yeah, but just uh, what does the SA government say about that? They're not even allowing the players to train, I don't think. I think no, no, they, they are. are. I've been seeing they are training the players, now. Really. Is it? Was uh, it? How do you think the how do you think the lines tested and the lines? Yeah, how do you think they, so well, guys, How do you think uh, lines have created a? How do you think the lines are spreading the pandemic without uh, trading? <laughs> My bad. Do you think they all just went for a bry, Adam? I don't know. Well, we, we... can you bry? What are the rules with brying here, guys? You're not allowed to visit. No, you're not allowed to visit, but you're allowed to apparently go to a restaurant. Yeah. Um, but okay, so you can all meet up in a neutral venue. But remember yeah. that—that's—that's. That's, I think that's changed. Remember, Cyril. Cyril's gone on TV and, and made those announcements. Uh, Did make the, I didn't check. I haven't been following at uh, all. He made. He made. I've been flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, no, he made the announcement on Sunday, July twelfth. Today is is Monday, July thirteenth. So I won't get into the details of his announcement. I just know he announced it. That measures are stricter. Uh, you can only buy booze or like one or two days a week. That sort of thing. So, what 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 is it with South Africa oh. associating COVID with booze? Um, we drink a lot. Like, like I know I know there is like a hospital room sort of argument or whatever, but it it seems weird that like eighty percent of the discussion is around booze. Like surely it should be like a little fucking footnote. No, it's just a um in short, it's thousands of casualties are caused well in in hospitals with casualties because of booze related injuries and deaths and driving and that sort of thing. Um, and, and all the all the stuff you heard about cigarettes, I mean, yeah, government are losing a bit of tax revenue, and uh, black marketeers are getting super rich in the illicit trade. Um, but uh, I don't really care about cigarettes. It's just the right wing complaining about it, um, like right wing tabloids and, and all that sort of thing. Like I said, I, I don't care much for cigarettes, but uh, whatever. The government's government. Um, speaking of governance. Goddamn right. Oh, goddamn right. Look who's arrived. Alex, you're sounding like a robot. Goddamn right. Goddamn right, Joe. Uh, is, my, is my bad? Sorry about this. Oh, there you go. You're getting there. That's a little it's, bit better. It's catching up with you. Uh, okay, I was going to say, Adam, pull up your socks. Um, Ben's just posted the table. I'll, I'll have a look. And you, you're not with the rest of the podcast. Um, I must have lost. Yeah, but I, 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 I think we all, like, I think... It's Alex, myself, Ben, and then Brandon, and then Adam. Adam, pull up your socks. It's, pretty, it's pretty solid that that we that we have a podcast and we we speak from a position of authority and we four <laughs> we four of the bottom five places of the speak. <laughs> and then I'm still last as well. Yeah, that's fine, guys. This is all about the Lazarus story, uh, in, in particular. Alex, congrats on being top of the pod at least. I guess. Yeah, you're top yeah. of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, you're like the, the you're a midget, you're a dwarf among midgets. Really. <laughs> yeah. Think about skinny things. Alex, your your sound is quite bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll set this one out then, guys, because I'm not gonna be able to use my normal connection. Okay, no worries. Cool. Cool. Uh, Sorry, I just mean to chase you away. I feel bad now. <laughs> no, I was considering not not joining anyway, but I think it's for the best. But, I think uh, I think it's become, become a bit of a bit of a tradition now that one of us appears for like thirty seconds yeah. and then disappears. Yeah. 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 Alex, you yeah. sound like a TMO to be fair. Yeah. But the just same as an Aussie TMO. <laughs> okay, cheers, boys. Keep up. Cheers. cheers. Uh, I was going to say Mister that risotto, but uh, anyway, I've missed my opportunity. Uh, stirring. 
we're talking about stirring. Australia, they're stirring against New Zealand, because apparently New Zealand have given them the finger to say, uh, well, half of the board anyway, that they don't want to face five Australian teams at a trans-Tasman competition of 10 teams. Uh, half of, and I, I like the word conservative, of the New Zealand rugby board. They want an A-team competition with uh, one Pacific Islands side, two from Australia, and five from New Zealand. Uh, while there have been, there's been talk of master-servant relationship uh, in Australia about their relationship with New Zealand when, when it comes to the game played in heaven. Um, but this is all taking place since the New Zealand Rugby Union. They are waiting to receive their report, which is called... I'm trying to find it. While I can't find it, Australia has... It's written. something with an A, Yeah, I repeat to... I need, I, need to find I, repeat correct, I need to find the correct term. Australia has an alternative. They might say they go for a big bash-style competition uh, in Australia, which is similar to cricket, where they just draft... It's probably like over half of Australian players, and then the rest is made up of international players or South African players. Or, or so we're going like to see the Western Force, essentially. Pretty like much. Four or five versions of the yeah, Western Force. Yeah, I mean, Australia, they just, mentioned, they just started to mend fences with the Western Force. So politically, it might, it's untenable to say two, not even three. Four, I'm not sure. Um, I think it'll end up being five-five, one way or the it, other. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a weird thing, though, because if... If New Zealand doesn't take them to play some sort of super rugby replacement or whatever, then they're going to have to open it up and say uh, foreign base players can play for Australia, or their team's just going to lose the. Their team's just going to be so weak; it's not going to be feasible. Yeah, mm. yeah, and and but then that that means literally, you're right. The the whole the whole of Australian rugby will become like the force because it'll just be all these kind of has beens and like up and comers, and like there won't be any sort of Core of pl- core of you know solid players. because mm. um, yeah. also... even in, yep. even in New Zealand, you look New Zealand, South Africa, Australia. All the franchises are made up of it's sort of like a core of say thirty All Blacks, thirty Springboks, thirty Wallabies. Yeah, and then kind of another kind of thirty, you know, like super rag- so- good super rugby players. You know, like touching um, the main squad without getting international squad. Yeah, yeah, no, no, who, who guys who you wouldn't basically guys who could play for Scotland, let's say that. Ah, uh, no fair, yeah. Yeah, More and then, bringing up Scotland then, then the, the rest of it, sort of the other, the other kind of half of the league, is sort of players who like aren't, you know, just like kind of place fillers. But the problem is, like, if Australia do this, I think they're going to lose that the first core. And potentially some of the second core. And they just, mm. they are, it's going to become a bit ridiculous, I think. Yeah, and just to, to some of the other details that come from it, it's, uh, uh, are, it's very, uh, if I, and I know guys, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it, just, it seems like a simple word, but I have probably screwed it up. Beyond the team from the Pacific, I know there was talk between the two nations of having like a player bubble where players from each of the nations can play for the other, for teams in the other nation, and that'll still be fine. Also, uh, sounds last days of running Super Rugby is over. I mean, that seems pretty common sense. We all kind of knew that. Sounds off from now on, according to the review, would only really run the Rugby Championship, uh, of which there has been talk that they'd be based in a single city. Um, not Perth. I think I've seen some stuff denied about that. That would take place in Australia in, like, August, October, or, or something like that. Um, and also what uh, the NZR review also wants is the, their winners or whatever competition they end up having to move into a broader international tournament. So I guess you could say South Africa has a tournament, 
they have a tournament and all the winners end up playing as the European teams and whatnot. Uh, second from this, by the way, I know uh, Paul Tate. He's been tweeting a lot in Australia. Essentially, the Jaguars, they're dead. As Geronimo de la Fuente, he's gone off to find rugby in the Northern Hemisphere. And the word out from the ARU, the Argent- Argentinian Rugby Union, is that you don't need to play for the Jaguars to play for the Pumas, which is quite sad. Um, if South Africans are having to do their own thing, I imagine a team from Argentina might come be based here or something like that. It is um, a bit... But do you think, do you think Argentina will actually... Better before the Pumas? Uh, well, yeah, guys. A weird, it was a weird thing because they did, before the Pumas, they did get into the semis, didn't they? Yeah. The World well, Cup. The, well, I don't know. Maybe they had more sort of surprise about them. Like, knew, no one really knew what to expect. Or, But results-wise, yeah. they were definitely better before the Pumas. I think, I mean, that's an interesting point. I think it also has to go down with style. Because before that, the Pumas journey adopted... Um, very forward-orientated, 10-man rugby uh, sort of posture in international rugby because most of their players, all of them were playing in France, England, all that sort of thing. And the Yoga Islanders, I mean, guys like, I'm just trying to think of Phil's favourite, Buffelli. <laughs> uh, they played a very expansive style of game and I almost felt like the Pumas, and we saw this, they kind of lost the ability to really, and a little keep parity with teams that dominate a little bit up front. And while their backs seemed to improve, they were half here and half there. They weren't quite exceptional enough across all skill sets. Uh, I mean, they got a lot better in the backs and a lot more experimental and, and all that sort of thing, if you know, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But they lost an edge in their forwards. And the Yaka Irish played an expansive style of game, mad offloads, all that sort of jazz. So, yeah, I don't know, uh, Ben. It's an interesting question. Did they actually get better? I'm not sure. Uh, the results would say... Mm, no, no, like, like sometimes when it came together, chief is they were good. They, oh, uh, job. The... Argentina no, good to watch, dude, but like it just—they seem to become more France, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Um, a little bit inconsistent, but yeah, a real pity. Um, but look, as COVID is, is, I mean, it's sped up a lot of things happening already uh, around the world and economics and all that sort of jazz. The same thing in rugby. So we'll see what ends up coming out from this. Uh, will South Africa eventually realign as everybody has expected for years now to the northern hemisphere? We shall find out. Um, Yeah, well, that's the thing. I I actually forgot to share it, but there has been like a a, a leak, I guess you'd call it, that said, uh, you know, uh, Pro 14, Pro... Yeah, it's Pro 14. Uh, That Pro A, that they want to push it to... Yeah, that they're they're willing to welcome South Africa with open arms, blah, 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 like... So, I don't don't know, like... like, uh, I found it on. I, I, I think I think it represents quite a nice um, extra revenue stream, and it's kind of I think it kind of gives them more status than the Premiership as well. Mm. Yeah, it, I'd say so. The tour, I know I know Pro 14 is already international, but it becomes yeah. a lot more seriously international. You know what I mean? There. Uh, well, I found I found something on IRL, uh, not my favorite source, but the journalist Mark Greenway. He's been uh, his stuff is like flipping rock solid. He just said that, um, also last night, so this would be a few days ago, Pro 14 CEO Martin Anyayi, okay, forgive me, told Walsh reporters that greater South African participation in the competition would be welcomed. He all but confirmed South African inclusion when he said, we have always been very interested in SA, we like them and see them as a key part of our future, the tour works well at the moment, but could be better if you added teams to it. Uh, let's see, hardliners, blah, 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 okay, yeah. I guess they are. They're making meeting sounds, and it seems like the logical thing to do. So we'll see uh, what happens. Let's also speak of expansion. Very quickly, five ex-All Blacks. They're behind a new Hawaiian and our franchise. I think they'd be a team to play for. 
surely if you play MRR, you want to be based in Hawaii. So, the, don't oh, you no, I, I, I keep on offering rugby teams to be based in Mauritius, so no one's taking me up on the offer. So. <laughs> well, clearly you haven't spoken to a consortium of 5X All Blacks. Yeah, true. I haven't got a backing of 5X All Blacks. That, that is true. Almost uh, some with zero X or plus And they are Anthony uh, Tudovaki, Bear Latiga, Jerome Kano, Jerome Coco, and John Afar. They've all clubbed together along with their business associates to form the team. That's exciting. How long is the flight Yeah, but from... it looks like they actually have they have like financial stake in it as well, which is quite... Yeah, they've got a financial stake in it and they're backing it as like... Because, yeah, the, it's sort of driving forces that it's going to be the first Maori and Pacific owned uh, in a like professional club. Yeah, and it's known as and the available thing is known as the Mercury Group. Yeah, which uh, is interesting. Uh, how far? So how far part of flight? part of the deal. It's quite interesting. It's yep, a yep. massive flight, <laughs> and part of the deal is they've actually have they've offered to pay travel and board expenses for visiting teams. On the provision that they've currently got subsidization from the Hawaiian Board of Travel and something else, so they and ho- local like hotels and that. It's called Kinaloa Rugby. Oh, so so yeah, but if like the whole sort of island comes together as well, like I reckon it'll be a. It'll so they want to cool. like I don't know how successful they'll be or whatever, but it should be good. I mean, they want to they because the goal is to also focus on. Uh, actually having Hawaiian players in the team. That's pretty cool. So they're going to emphasize Hawaiian players in that. Well, if... Um, sorry, I was, I was thinking of that movie, uh, Moana. You know, if... Uh, <laughs> if you me, <laughs> sorry, no, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, I enjoyed that movie anyway. Uh, someone who isn't going anywhere is Hard Manisi. He apparently rolled his car. He not plays for the Cheetahs, he used to play for the Lions. Yeah, yeah, no, there's you. You buried the plot twist. He's apparently playing for the cheetahs. Yeah, but he um, he was evading a guinea fowl, and he emerged unscathed. Uh, he was on his way to Bloemfontein. What on the M1? They lost control of the vehicle when he tried to avoid a guinea fowl on the road. <laughs> you can told... see you can see people people in Ireland or whatever reading this news story. Be like, what the fuck's going on here? A like... guinea fowl essentially is a is a, is a <laughs> it's it's a bird if you don't know what it is. That's a bit bigger. It's like than it's a like, a, it's, like a, it's like a pheasant effort. Yeah, oh, there yeah, you go. Pheasant... That, that, that's a great description. Yes, it's, it's gonna fuck pheasant. up your car if you hit it. It's gonna fuck up your grill if you've got a plastic grill. It's gone. Yeah. It's, big enough... uh, it's not gonna ruin the car, but it's gonna fuck up the grill. But the car, it said, got rolled several times and it was ripped off. But the player emerged unscathed, and he signed a contract with Cheetahs in May. And he had been on the Southern Kings book since 2019. Um, and he did play for the Lions in 2015-2018. Then before that, he was with Griquas. Um, okay, no, there's just some other stuff. <laughs> so, so random. I'm glad he... I'm glad, oh, it occurred outside Senegal in the freestyle. I guess he was not on the N1. He was one of the, one of the R roads. Uh, I'm sure yeah, exactly. Like in the middle of nowhere or something else. Yeah, and those freestyle roads, they just... Ben, have you ever done the drive from, um, like, Bowman West to Cape Town? Yeah. Yeah, you know how you remember how flat it is? And it's actually one of the most dangerous stretches yeah, in the just... country. Because it's flat and straight for 200 kilometers. Yeah, no, I think you just lose, like, you you lose, like, all sense of time and perspective. And... Yeah, it's also why they design roads at slight curves. Um, if it's too straight, 
Yeah, apparently, apparently they do it in America. Like every now and then, they'll just send you, give you a few little curves just to sort of wake you up. Mm. No, exactly. I like that. Just a, just like a chicane. Here you go. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, we've got just some other quick ones here. Uh, Falco CEO Yuri Kutsia. He's apparently been suspended for alleged financial irregularities. Falco, they kind of. Um, what part of the country would you would you argue that they do? Um, East. Eastern, I guess you could say East Lithuania, if you want to call it that, the Springs area, um, traditionally speaking. Uh, I know reports something about that, it's about money being misappropriated. Uh, also, Western Province partnership with Flate. Uh, so, I, forgive me if I pronounced it incorrectly, uh, that's not been 100% confirmed after the special general meeting. I know a lot's been said uh, about this, but um, obviously, Western Province Rugby Football Union President Zolt Maria confirmed the news in a statement on Wednesday. Um, the union will now receive 112 million rand loan from Flat, which will be used to pay off its combined debt to Remgro and Investec. Um, ah, let's see. They're using it. Yeah, we've said a lot about this. If, this, if you want to read an interesting thread about this, check out Brendan Null on Twitter, um, the well-known South African rugby journalist. He does go get through go through this in quite a bit of detail in a series of tweets. I think it's very John, what you should do is put a link to that in our. In the notes when you type uh, up the so. episode. No, spot on. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, we'll just put I think that's on. one definitely worth putting in there yeah, for someone. Because um, it, it's it, very wordy. In a nutshell, uh, it just seems like a pretty bad deal. All things considered, based on Nell's perspective. And we haven't heard it from Investex lawyers, the, the original participants in the deal. Um, and essentially, based from going from a sure thing, Western Province are rolling the dice uh, in the time of COVID. So uh, my prediction is there's a few people whose palms are getting greasy from this. Not, I don't know who, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a it's, a it's a business deal in South Africa. Come on, like no, definitely no, someone's like getting someone's going to get paid off. If the union implodes, they had it coming. I guess I've raged about this uh, for long enough. Um, anyway, I mean it's it. your favorite union to talk shit on, Adam. No, but it just makes me so fucking angry. They have everything and they keep screwing it up. Like they got the, the, the supporters, the players, everything. And they just got things stored in the boardroom, you know. Uh, I said I worked, I worked with him from Western Province ten, a year ago, like ten years ago, and just like the passion there, it's that guy. So it's just, it's just such a shame that things just they can't get it right uh, in, in the boardroom. Um, one final thing, I guess, before we move on to this, uh, there was a player poll released in New Zealand, and a lot of interesting questions were asked. Um, I think the standout was who the biggest grab is. Grab is just like a dirty player, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Dan Coles was believed to be the dirtiest player in, in New Zealand. Yeah, but like that, that didn't seem to be. That's not like that's, To me, that's pretty uncontroversial. No, like. but th- what was interesting is they had Brody Retanic at second with 15%, which is quite surprising. I guess he, it's all the dark arts of the. the yeah, but Brody always tracks me as a bit of a. Brody always looks like a bit of a grody guy. Like, I think it extends a bit further beyond just, like, dirty on the field. Yeah. He, like, just looks a little skeevy. Yeah, no offense to him. I'm sure he's a lovely chap. He just yeah. looks not great. Um, again, you got Geordie Barrett. He came in third uh, at 10%. Um, he's, he's, maybe we don't fully understand what grub means. Then. Yeah. Just some of the other questions. Yeah, that's the thing. I also did want to ask about grub, like, the meaning of it. Yeah. Just some of the other questions is, did... did do the players think this is from Super Rugby players? I think like a hundred or something like that. Um, they were asked if, if they got the All Black coaching appointment right. 50, 46% said no. The best player in New Zealand. Yeah, Adam, we, we... Adam, Adam, 
we chatted we about this, this uh, on the pod, which you obviously haven't listened to. Classic, classic Adam not listening to an episode. Yeah. No, at least you're on, at least you're on brand. Yeah, it's true. Best player in New Zealand, Bowden Barrett. Um, okay, I just continue. I just need to go, just quickly sort something out. I'll be right back. So, yeah. Um, okay, what are we continuing with then? Uh, I'd say just get into the weekend's games. Okay, while well, he's gone, do you want to start on Australian games, man? Yeah, do, do you actually want me to tell you about the, the chicken I smoked, man? Ooh, actually, that's a much better idea. <laughs> tell me about how the chicken went. So, so um, for the listeners, Ben and I have been discussing yeah, this new smoker he's gotten for the last two weeks. And this thing yeah. looks a beaut. Tell us about, tell us yeah, about uh, the smoker first. So, so it's full on. Like, it's a heavy, heavy device. It's like, um, just, just Google smoker and it's literally what comes up. It's not as, it doesn't have like gauges and stuff. It's more, so it was apparently made on a sugar factory and it's made out of iron. Like, I'd say like inch thick iron. Oh shit, that's nice. So it keeps so its heat nicely. Yeah, so you have like a little side kind of pod effort where you make your fire to generate your smoke. And then like this, I guess a drum bri would be the best description, but it closes completely. Yeah. And so then there's a little then there's a little indirect. like yeah, there's like a little chimney thing where the smoke comes out. Um so yeah, um I I I tried to jump into it last weekend and then I was like, you know what, Ben, hold back, do it properly, speak to Matt. Google a few things. So then today was my, well, yesterday was my big smoker reveal. Um, I just did a chicken at first because I didn't want to, you know, chuck an expensive bit of meat and then fuck it up. And yeah, chicken, it took about, big, big roast chicken here, it took about six hours. Set my bad, fire. Man. Yeah, it came out. So it had like a tray underneath to try to keep the moisture. It, it was moist. It had okay. a nice color, the skin, but weird criticism. Oh, so sorry. And as my, my sort of smoking, so I had a wood fire and then as my smoking material, I was using coconut husk because, you know, it's Mauritius. And um, yeah, like weird criticism, but it was like a bit too smoky, this chicken. Uh, so maybe yeah, that's maybe the six hour then. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that was maybe I should go less time with a bit more heat. Like, a How did you do? Fire. Did you do the whole chicken? Hey, yeah, I just in locked it in as if it's like a beer chicken or whatever without beer. Yeah. Spatchcock might work and sort of cut down the time you need to cook it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I wouldn't. I'm not going to say it went perfectly, but definitely, uh, definitely take take some positives from it. Let's say that. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so I think next time I'm going to try a bit of a bit of flank, maybe, or hopefully, yeah. if uh, my sister-in-law's boyfriend learns how to shoot, he can. Um, we are going to have a nice bit of deer to put on. Oh, there. dope! Have you guys got deer on the island? Yeah, but they're like imported. They there for the. Uh, so it's, yeah. They they brought them for rich people to shoot, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, it's not like a tourist thing. It's like the local Mauritians. Yeah, like the local guy who wants to use his crossbow or something over the weekend. No, no, you're not allowed to deal with a crossbow. You can only shoot pigs with a crossbow. Oh, sorry, my bad. I've seen too many photos of Dutchmen just shooting on the farms here. No, 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 they're bigger too. No, no, but yeah, yeah, it's mainly. I think like pigs, you can do whatever. You can run them over with your car you want. They're like feral. But um, yeah. yeah, like deer, like their their rules with deer. I want to try so- smoking a sausage or two, like a nice piece of bourrevos or something. Get to like turn it into like a Russian almost by the end of it. Yeah. So also, I think next time I'm going to um, I'm going to sort of just heat it, kind of blank smoke it, I guess you'd call, and then only chuck on the flavor stuff. So also, I think I'm going to soak the uh, coconut yeah. in water yeah. a bit more. And then okay. I'm going to try and add like some flavor, depending on the meat, maybe like some rosemary or 
I know, oh, like no. ideally, I'd want some maybe even like sugar or something. I'm not sure. If yeah, if anyone, if anyone's listening to this and hasn't just skipped it, um, please please let us know if you have smoked anything. We have that one American guy who listens, and they they're a great nation of smokers. So yeah, please. Yeah, I'm please. sure he'll he'll be on it. He'll be there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let 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 me know, please. Yeah, no, good rub on it, most probably. Yeah, you didn't put anything on the chicken skin, hey? No, I didn't, because I kind of wanted the... Yo, as I said, it was experimental, so... Yeah, I no, like... Then, you know, it was all right. Very smoky, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've also smoked once or twice, where, like... I think I was... Uh, it's timing, like, you're feeling... Because, yeah, I think it goes for too long, because you're going a bit low, because you Yeah, no, but I think the problem was... The, the, chicken, the chicken was so big, it needed to be in, a, in for a while. Yeah. But yeah, so so yeah, you know, we we live and we learn. Yeah, no, good, well done. I'm glad okay, to hear that. Going, I'm looking forward to the next update on this, though. Yeah, it's, it's just I'm glad we actually not like I don't really want to include Adam in this, so I'm glad we um I'm glad we're talking about it while he's on a changing a nappy or whatever. Yeah, so do you think Natalie just pulled the plug on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> she just walked walked to the PowerPoint and just pulled it out. Not even. She just put the. She just pulled that move where she placed the baby monitor in front of him again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Shame. Oh, I, I don't know how it feels. I was in the dog box this morning for watching the rugby instead oh, of shit. I don't know brushing James's teeth or something. So, no, fair enough. Wait, let me just find. I'm going to get this. Let's move on to the Aussie scores. Uh, played. Just so I've got them in front of me. So Rebels Reds. Oh God. Um, do you want to talk? Do you, did you watch that one? Oh, I was, yeah, but I was at work, kind of working, so I didn't really have a. Um, I wouldn't say I, I exactly nailed, uh, watched it super attentively. Yeah. But yeah, it. I don't know. It it was weird because it was the game felt very frantic. Like there was, yeah, because Oaks were obviously rushing. Because I think once they like when James O'Connor did the mental arithmetic with his fingers and realized that, oh, shit, we could score a try, and we're now at level peg. Oaks were playing fucking hard on both sides no, to no, stop, but, but stop the draw. Just, but and not even, even before that. Like, I kind of felt that, I don't know, like, like all the, both teams were really, like, it felt panicked, I guess would be a good word. Like, uh, I suppose, how many, there were? This was the one where the Reds picked up, like, two, two yellows, eh? Yeah, so the Reds picked up two yellows very close together. Yeah, like essentially the one ended and the next one kicked off. Yeah, but then who? Because Corabetti essentially just got slapped. The fuck, Corabetti uh, was a funny one. That who, was uh, Hunter by Hunter, Yeah, Hunter by Sambi just slapped Corabetti. And then the second Armat, yellow. Essentially. The second yellow I missed. I don't know, like someone came to my desk or whatever. But that, was the, that was the second yellow. I think the first one was before that. Yeah. This was actually when, when the bloody sales guy came to my desk and was like, Oh, you watching rugby? I'm like, yeah. And then he like wanted to talk to me about rugby. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you about rugby, mate. I want to watch the rugby. Like that's why. I'm... That's why it's on now. Yeah, it's a bit. Oh. Yeah, but whatever. He, he the yellow card. My uh, Where's the other? other? Hamish, Hamish Stewart got the other yellow card. No, I, I don't. I don't even know what that was. I think it was for that, something like collapsing a mall or something stupid. One of those, I think it was one of those warning yellow cards. Oh, one of those like repeated infringement yellow. Sorry about yeah. that. That's fine, Adam. We made some good progress. We didn't talk yeah. about my new smoker at all. Uh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, 
So this is the the first game that went to 90 minutes as well. Yeah, so this was our first our first uh, taste of super um, time. Uh, talking about AU, AU, cool. Continue. Yeah, yeah, we thought we'd start there with Yeah, you, we, we we're talking about Australian Union. Oh, was, good, uh, good, good. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Um. It wasn't. I don't know. I didn't think it was a great game. and super time. Just like I felt both teams were afraid to lose. Yeah, but that's the thing. So like, it turned into. Both teams just trying to kick for the 50-22 rule. Like, that, yeah. that was the play. And, like, I understand why, because, like, mathematically or gamesmanship, it is the play. Best case scenario, you get an attacking line-out that they they fuck up the mall and sack late and or collapse the mall or whatever, then you can kick and win. Or worst case scenario, they kick it back to you and or they try and run it from deep. So, like, it's in your favor to keep kicking it back to them there. And just both teams cottoned onto that, and both teams spent ten minutes doing that. Yeah, but it's, to to me, this this whole point of this fifty twenty two rule wasn't actually to do the tw- the fifty twenty two kick. the The point of the fifty twenty two rule is to force teams to have a player back. Yeah. Well, like like it's not really the the sort of the the outcome of the rule isn't that we want more people kicking into the twenty two. The outcome of the rule is we want more people no, hanging that's... back on defense. But like the, this just showed like that the rules completely the rules because actually made the game less exciting. And it really has because when it comes down to it, the best way for you to gain any territory is just to hoof it back then, wait for them to hoof it back and you try again. Yeah, you just try basically you try bounce it in twenty two and just hope for the best. So. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, I was not like I think this was most probably of the four. No, actually, no, I won't say that. This was most probably third place of all of, of all four games this weekend, for me. Yeah. Um, um, honorable mention must go to Daniela Tupo for playing the full ninety plus minutes. Yeah, why? Why do they have a reserve lucid? I suppose who is the reserve lucid actually? Let me I check. But I was saying that they might as well play with two reserve tight ends. No, but then you're cutting and, down and they, with JP Smith and and two yeah. on the team. No, but then think about it. It could be like a kind of a bomb squaddy kind of effect where each each tight end has like, you know, 27 minutes or whatever. This script would they lose? John John Nassar. Ah yes, John Nassar. Oh no, Josh. Josh, sorry, Josh. I'm, Apparently I can't. I've gone slightly dyslexic. It's Josh Nassar. Oh, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad he exists. He's got. At least he's got a picture of himself on Rugby Pass, which is not not. And no. admittedly, his RPI, his Rugby Player Index score, showed zero change this weekend. Oh well, yeah. I can I kind of feel your your rating as a player should probably go down. If 90 minutes happens and the coach decides not to bring you on, that's not exactly especially a... Especially if you're in the front row. Especially yeah, if you're in the front row. That, that's really not like a... That's not like a strong indication of ability. Yeah. Yeah, but Tupo was fucking mangling Oaks in the scrum, like... No, look, he, look he deserved to play all 90 minutes. Like, he wasn't slowing down. He was doing shit all 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. No, no, he really is. He, he's he's peaking. Whatever lockdown lockdown was good for him. Man. No, well, I mean he he benched two hundred during lockdown. Oh, seems good. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, no, that game, let's move on. This one, I watched the first half and then gave up. The the Waratahs versus the Force. Oh, we're not really going to do Super Rugby AU first. I thought um, just, let's just kill it out the way. And yeah, yeah, I already got this. Actually, we might be fine here because I think I got the second half of this game. Oh, fantastic. So I got the yeah. half where the Force were winning and you got the half where the Waratahs were winning. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, the Force, I think they're riding on sort of hype and vinegar or whatever. And then uh, and then they just seem to fade out a bit. Like, it was just, uh, they lost to experience more than anything. I mean, the Tars only managed to score one more. Like, the, the scoreline, I think, is also not as favorable to the force as it is because it's penalties. It's the same. It's like Sun, it's the Sunwolf syndrome as well, that it was mostly penalties that made the scorelines look so ridiculous. Yeah, well, that's, but that, that's that, from that, guys who just haven't been playing for that long. But that, that quite often happens where, like, one team comes out to sort of play like play like test match rugby and the other team play, comes out to play like super rugby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, definitely. But yeah, it was this game. Uh, but uh, I'm going to say Angus Bell's try end of the sec- first half was pretty dope though. Speaking yeah, of props. He, I'm just going to highlight props here quickly. Is he, is he a tight head? Um, is he? Wait. Let me make sure. Uh, Sorry, taking a second to load Taz. No, he's lucid. That's okay, man. I literally abandoned you for 10 minutes, so that's fair. Because Tupo, Tupo and Val could be quite a brutal... I think it would be a nice little... No, that is, yeah, because Tupo's tight head. No, no, Tupo's a... Oh, yeah, Tupo is a tight head. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's perfect. So that's like a nice... Like if you want a mobile set of props, Bell, Bell and Tupo... If that if that's the the proper equivalent of playing Mario Itoji at lock, though. <laughs> what do you mean? Like best so prop in go, You're going for too much mobility, and you're not realizing that at some point you just need people to push stuff. Yeah, but I mean, Tupac and Bell. I think I, don't, I haven't watched too many Waratah scrums. Well, actually, that's what that's. And when is no, that? No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not doubting this scrumming. Well, especially Tupac. Not doubting. I'm waiting for Tupac and Bell. Actually, I'm looking now when that. So it's not next week, it's maybe the week after, because I see it's Waratahs, Brumbies, Reds, Force coming up. So this will be interesting, because the Reds scrum also, last week, also dominated. Yeah, that would be an interesting one to watch, actually. I'm kind of keen for that now. Mm. Oh, cool. And, yeah, yeah, let's move on. Chat, yeah, so... To what? Easy. Adam, Adam, do you want to take the wheel again? Oh, yeah, thanks. And, and again, sorry, <laughs> apologies, my... Uh, that's helped help the wife out with the daughter. She, she was raging. So, um, yeah, no, it's yeah. fine. We've finished Australia, Adam, so you can it's true. take I, us for the next I, I had zero value to offer. Uh, right, so uh, Super Rugby New Zealand continued. Game of Saturday. No, 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 that's not its name, Adam. That's not its name. Oh, well, I don't want to say I'm probably going to get it wrong. I can't, I can't help myself. I know I need to get it right. Can just can one of you then go for it? If you're going to cheer me, I know I'm bad at it. One of you can take it. Okay, look. This is the, at least I'm trying. It's Aotearoa. Aotearoa. Okay, Aotearoa. I know, I know I clapped it out like it's chance, but at least it's mostly there. No, I think you got it right. Um, so it was Saturday, Crusaders versus Blues. Cracking game. Um, but the Crusaders did what the Crusaders did. They won it a bit later. Probably two key moments in the game, in a way, um, is Ontario Black being charged down by Braden Enwall. 
uh, conversion. You haven't seen, you don't, you, you don't see that very often. Yeah, pretty much. I think he made one other carry, zero meters gained. He also tackled a streaker, apparently. Um, but then okay. at, at the preceding but kickoff... Can we include that in fantasy points, please? Uh, yeah, you have to talk to, talk to the fantasy guys. Huh? No. Ben, we... <laughs> no. Ben will tackle the streaker. That's like worth five on fantasy, surely. Tackling a streaker? I don't, I don't know. Actually, Phil's in charge of the points. Maybe it is. Okay, we should talk to Phil. Maybe you can include it. Um... Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, then the preceding kickoff, Richard Mwanga did a grubber, picked it up, ran like 20, 30 meters, and then bam, try scored. Uh, Mark Tiela, he opened the scoring, I know, the, in the first half. There was a try to Rico uh, Oani, but it was that charge down. Following that try, they got, uh, what was the word? <sighs> charge down, I guess. Um, the prodigal son, Will Jordan, he ended up scoring a try right at the end. But yeah, the oh, Blues were oh. outstanding, first 20 minutes. Each half. You can't put a foot wrong. No. Days. Great line. Also, good, really, good, really nice pass from Wanga to find the gap. So, in, in in the end, it's just... It's weird. You watch the Crusaders and suddenly they just start playing harder. Like, after they charge down. Yeah. Do you just notice it's just lifted the tempo yeah, just a but, bit? But they, they, they know they find a way to win. Yeah. Like, no matter who even thinks of charging down a kick like that. No, but that's the thing. So, like, they, they are... I know Egg Chasers used to call Saracens the Borg, but I think the Crusaders are also the Borg. It's just this like unrelenting force that just thinks of every sort of possible like edge to get in every game. God, I mean, like it's like you watch that game. Like the Blues were full on, like full on for most. Like I think the first 30 minutes. Well, when was that charge down? Second half already. Yeah, second half, right about the 60th minute. Yeah, okay, no, their foot came off the, the their foot came off the gas by then already. Their foot was off the gas like just before half time. Mm. But I reckon yeah, the the Blues were playing so good and then yeah. Yeah, like you, but you have to like play the Crusaders. It's like playing the All Blacks. You can't you can't switch off for a minute like. No. Um. Well, I, was, I, was, I know we were talking about Braden and all what he did. I, I great game by the way. I, I think. I know Liam McDonald wasn't that unhappy with it. The best team won in the end. Uh, I do think the Blues just, they're lacking it a little bit of nous, maybe, as one could say. Because they've only really hit their straps this year. But a team like the Crusaders with summit pedigree and depth on the bench. I mean, they're bringing in Will Jordan to replace Sever Reese. Reese didn't have a great game. But their depth is disgusting, one can say. And uh, who am I going with this point? It's just the champion team. Shit, I've completely lost my train of thought. I must apologize. But look, the Blues didn't play badly. I think up front they did really, really well um, as well. But just as you said, Ben, the Crusaders found a way to win. Um, oh, but the comment I was going to make is I felt like Jack Goodhue just takes contact now. He never passed to Enor. And when he did, Enor passed. Um, he threw one shit hospital pass at one point. I yeah, think that, I that was the carry that he made. Um, I know he like, ended yeah, up but, making zero but, carries. But, but, but maybe in terms of... Defense? Well, yeah, in terms of the Blues' defense, that's a better play. Because you'd rather mm. just lie up plumber and try to run him over. Yeah, no, definitely, especially when that's, they're playing plumber. Because where, where, where the Blues probably match the Crusaders, it's, it's weird to say this considering the Crusaders' outside backs, but is kind of 13, 13 11, 14, 15. That's where, that's where I'll say there's more, there's more parity. Parity. 
Parity, yeah. Like, like so, so what they, what you want to do is kind of keep the ball 10, 12, and then in your in your tight forwards, really. Well, I mean, but the Crusaders also managed to neutralize Phantom Clark. He, he hardly saw the ball as well. And, yeah, uh, I've, I've, I've just Barrett, posted the, the score changes up, but I think Caleb Clark's the biggest loser this ooh, week. That's exciting. I might be able to afford him. Oh, do you know what? I I had a fat truck I muted. I had to mute my mic for on one of the winners of this week. It's pretty much Hunt. He had a cracker. No, no, no. Fletcher Smith. No. Scott Gregory. Oh, uh, no way. Oh, fuck. He could only go up from where he yeah, was. Gee, like he had no, no, that's the thing. He's like one of the biggest climbers this week. I think that's he's ridiculous. in the middle of the winning um, Yeah, uh, I believe it's out of interest now. We can't just, we can't just wet, the, wet the listeners. Yes, and not... we could chat about this forever. Okay, uh, so so the, big, the biggest loser of the week with a loss of 95,000. So he went from 590, basically, to 490, basically. Was Caleb Clark. Bowden Barrett lost value for like the seventh week in a row. Big value loss this time, 72,000. David Havili, Will Jordan, Severis all lost value. Will Jordan probably lost value because he was off the bench. Yeah. ALB somehow lost value, but I think that's because I processed a trade too late, so ignore that. Um, so Tutu lost value, but kind of because his value was so high in the first place. Yeah, Jordy Barrett. more stabilizing than anything. Yeah, Jordy Barrett lost a bit of value. Braden Ennell lost value for, I think, the third, fourth week in a row. Yeah, he's and been then ben, Yeah, then Ben Lamb lost some value. Then um, biggest winner was Asafa Moa. Then TJ Perinara. Gee, he had like 75 points or something. It was yeah, insane. No, he did yeah, great. He did very well. Yeah, first come off. And then Lamapi. So all three, three Hurricanes as your first three big winners. Uh, Moanga oh, with a big push. Artie's like number five on the big winners. Yeah, but Artie, Artie, was a bit un- Artie was a bit undervalued, I would yeah. say. I suppose no yeah. one had Artie, yeah. And, yeah, also and just- um, the, the big news of the week was Scott Gregory's value increasing by 40,000. Excellent. And he was on 63,000, so that's like yeah, a... Like a no, I need that. Is that going to happen? Yeah. But yeah, that's like an 80% value going, increase. Or going back to the game very quickly, um, we've chatted on the main points, only going into it too much, but it's interesting you talked about scrum halves, both the Highlanders and Hurricanes, and we'll get on that now. They got all class, all best scrum halves, while the Crusaders at Brent Hall, just a very good, solid scrum half, good kicking game, and Finley Christie, he didn't really have the best of games. Um, like, they're probably the two best sides of the competition. I like workmanlike in a way it's interesting I, I wonder what they were doing with dropping Ruru well benching Ruru now for the Crusaders game and kind of saying okay Finley this is your big like throwing him to the lines a bit uh, I don't know yeah. it, was a, it was a big call but also what happened to um, it wasn't Ruru that was starting either it was no it wasn't Ruru is like was third on the bench like oh, yeah, yeah, not was the starter maybe he got injured uh, okay, okay. No, that, or being rested, which is weird because they just. Yeah, no, it would play. be really weird to rest knock after a rest week. I mean, they t- they benched Jordan the week before bye. Yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah. So, so it's, it's weird. No, it's just it's weird. It's weird decisions. Like, like there are lots know. of like ex- extended rests going on in this tournament, essentially. Yeah, but also Will Jordan. Not an all black, and he's like 21 or whatever. Like to me, he doesn't need to be rested. Like no. you should be trying to make him play, especially when he's when he's on such hot form at the moment. You want to sick him in every game so he's building confidence. I, I don't think Will Jordan lacks confidence. Yeah. So 
that, that's for sure. Um, but last point, I was, I was quite glad that uh, George Bridge had, had quite a solid game. I know in that player poll that I cut short uh, when I ran away, he was voted the best wing in New Zealand. His form hasn't been really speaking towards that in the competition, but apparently he was carried uh, a nickel. But yeah, overall, um, Crusaders deserve to win, and they're going to be hard to stop. They're now on a bye, um, where we shall see. I just think about a guy like Lester, like Lester um, Fainanar Gunuku, excuse me, um, who is really, really good. You can't get into the 23. So um, yeah, the Crusaders roll on. Then we'll move on to the Highlanders Hurricanes game. Not the best quality, emphasised by the commentary team, chosen for that. Um, it, it, it also it also felt very frantic. This game. Sorry. This game was you. weird. This one had moments. This one had T- really frantic moments. Was, he was excellent. He had a very good game. But um, but, but he thrives in sort of a scrappier yeah, game. Aaron Smith was yeah. solid. Mitch Hunt actually. I know. Smith's disallowed try was tragic. No yeah. fuck. Mitch Mitch Hunt was really good. Game. Yeah, yeah, Mitch, like, yeah, Smith. Like to, 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 to me, Mitch Hunt was probably the Highlanders' man of the match. I think so, yeah. yeah. As a Highlanders fan, I can vouch for that. Clinical. <laughs> um, classic, classic, classic Mitch I just, Hunt. I kind of noticed that they kept, um, they just kept giving the ball to Lamape. Like, he did gain, he didn't run for 88 meters, but off 20 carries? I guess that's what you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, the guy but Lamape... Lamapi makes takes contact almost immediately. So wow. he, he made whatever forty meters, but it was forty brutal meters. Always, it's always two. It's always two tacklers on Lamapi. You never see a guy stop him one on well, one. He was voted the hardest person to tackle in the poll uh, as well in New Zealand. So fair enough. I know Jordan you... Barrett. He knocked on a lot. He, very good pass. Um, nice line break, by the way. And then he found Quibbs for the um, and I think Van Vake, yeah, I, like, I love it that he floats a perfect pass to Corvus Van Vake. Corvus Van Vake repays the favor by falconing him. Yeah, in the face. <laughs> um, Van Vake certainly looks better than Wes Gersen. Uh, sorry, it's Gersen. Forgive me. Gersen. Gersen. Gersen, thank you. Um, yeah, well, this bloody, this Hurricanes Van Vake looks a lot better than that Sharks Van Vake. <laughs> yeah, suddenly he, like, looks super dangerous. Uh, as well, but yeah, overall this game. I, I Imagine what look what he gets with a bit of coaching. Yeah, jeez. Uh, oh no, no, but maybe may, maybe it is. May, I think you'd you'd definitely rather play wing in an Australia and uh, New, New Zealand team than a South African team. No, that's mm. true. Um, other standouts: Ari Sevier. He had a very good game. He didn't miss a tackle. I think he was seven from seven. Um, just um, what is it? There was I saw an interesting point. They asked one of the guys on Twitter was like. Is there a player with more meters after contact than Adi Sevilla? Ooh, that's a, yeah, because his leg drive is ridiculous. He just keeps going. Yeah, maybe he's disgusting. La, maybe maybe Lamapi or Asafa Moa in this game. I mean, in terms of my fantasy, yeah. is generally a giant toilet bowl shit, but he's been one of the few things um, that I've done right, picking him up. Um, for all things considered, he, he was really good. As well, but yeah, I'm not yeah, not the biggest billing of a game. Um, I don't actually have the fixtures. I know the Crusaders are on a bye. Who, who plays who next week? Well, it's Same as for round one. Same exactly. This one. Uh, uh, so it's oh, Chiefs, Chiefs versus Highlanders. Yeah. Chiefs, Highland. oh, Chiefs Highlanders in Hamilton. Okay. Oh, Chiefs. Um, well, I, think I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope the Canes play in their bloody yellow kit against the Blues. Because if they try playing that silly grey kit no. again, I'm going to be a bit... Surely not. Um, I'd probably say the Blues are the favourites. For that, Asafo Mo was quite good. It'd be interesting to see if Dan Coles came back. Um, I mean, the phase play between the two teams wasn't too bad. 
um, all things considered. But it just kind of lacked that that sort of quality. Well, just, with like weird things because like yeah. the 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 Canes lineout was a bit shit. Yeah. And the the Landers lineout was really good, but then it seemed to swap when the reserve hookers came on. Mm. Yeah, Colton was pretty poor. Um, Ash Dixon no, well, that's, that's, that's good because I'm betting the house on Ash Dixon for my fantasy side now. He's my only ray of hope. So, dig him. Ash Dixon is. No, he's a pretty honest. He, he's sort of one of those kind of you know thirty. He's a good Super Rugby player, but Super Rugby yeah. is his level. Yeah, no, no, he's not. Yeah, he like he can play a nice Pacific Island at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, yeah. Once again, Ash Dixon would would make the Scottish side. Easy man, in a heartbeat. Um, do you think the the Chiefs turning up thoughts next week? Do you think the Chiefs are going to pick up a win? Give it the first win of the competition. Um, Chiefs versus who? Uh, Highlanders. Highlanders. Um, in Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton's a factor. Yeah, shit weather. Yeah, as a as a Highlanders fan, I would I would say if the Chiefs are going to pick up a win, this is going to be this game. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Like the Landers definitely show a, a, like a good. They were close to snatching that game, to be honest. They are mm. the never say die team. In yeah, and like 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 at half time they were they were done. So. Did, I would, I would still, I would still, out uh, fifty, fifty-five, forty-five in favor of the Landers would be my sort of. Speaking of Highlanders, um, I just wanted to go back. The did you guys hear what how the, what the commentary described? T.J. Perinaro's sneaky little try as. No. Clinical. <laughs> it was pretty clinical. Though. What did, they I called just... it. I had a, such a chuckle just watching T.J. side through because it was the one who he caught. It was the one prop that he made. Because he stepped Aaron Smith to the wrong side and then just like darted past one of the props. It 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 is something like when I was playing rugby, I would never like note who I was in front. Of. Like you know, I wouldn't like. Obviously, I didn't play at a very high level, but you know, I'd never see the man in front of me and like assess his body type or whatever and be like, okay, this I can guy. Take him. Like I feel like I should go him. around this guy. I feel like I should go over the. You know, you just like you just do whatever happens. But like, yeah, but like, I guess that's the difference. Like, you know, when Cheslin Colby does his famous, like, you know, where he jogs a bit after he's caught the yeah. ball at the back to kind of sniff out a little group of forwards together. You know, maybe, yeah, it's maybe, like, ah, uh, there, there's the group I'm going to step. Yeah, maybe maybe well, that's why. Do you think he just assesses the field just in case Owen Farrell's on it? Even if he's not <laughs> playing Owen Farrell, he's just checking. Is he here? Can I make him look, yeah, I make him look foolish? Who can I embarrass? <laughs> Owen, Owen. Owen, um, Owen, he's like standing there. Owen, 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 wait, no, I'm playing Scotland. Never mind. And then yeah. carries on. Any, just any final thoughts, guys? Uh, we've kind of hit, we've hit the hour mark. So, uh, yeah, before, before we wrap up. Um, no, like, like I'm, I'm really enjoying Super Rugby uh, after Roa. After Roa. Yeah. After Roa. It's pretty great. Yeah, um, uh, um, yeah, I'm happy. Well, I'm just happy it's rugby, and I'm happy this is the the face rugby's Southern Hemisphere rugby is putting forward. Yeah. Um, Looking, I'm, yeah. On something we we haven't really dwelled on, and maybe we almost need to have like an episode dedicated to it, is the the news of essentially New Zealand 
kind of just getting over South Africa and trying to get over Australia, but they're like a limpet. Yeah, um, yeah, like, and I, I think that is gonna have long, long-term effects. It is really, it's, it's moving the foundation of the game because South Africa, because Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere, it's always, it's quite, it's quite artificial, really. Yeah. It but, really but, is. But, but, but it has, it has kind of been reinforced by well, Tri Nations and then Rugby Championship and Super Rugby, but now you moving well when we move it looks like we are moving north and it makes me very I am worried about it because I've seen what England has done to cricket and I I feel it's kind of putting another it's kind of putting us in the northern hemisphere power a bit and like I think we showed from our from our World Cup bit is that we are not good politicers Um, yeah our, our rugby people. So I'm really, I'm really worried. We might just be out, out kind of paperwork in the north, like out. Mm. You, you like, know, so we're gonna north. leak players. That's my big worry. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like that. That's gonna happen anyway. I think. Yeah, and it's gonna happen anyway. But it's gonna be a lot. Like Adam, literally, look at how many cheaters players are playing in the Premier League now, and all that, and around other Pro 14 yeah, side. And that's purely because they're like, oh shit. There's that player. Uh, He's pretty good. Just, He's on my TV. It's, it's really, it's just accelerating what, already, what was already happening. Um, no, no, but but ho- hopefully, if you think about it, hopefully, if now the the broadcasting revenues and stuff, the we the South African team should be earning will hopefully be denominated in euros or mm. pounds or whatever. Mm. So they should theoretically be able to play their players, pay their players, maybe not equal salaries, but like competitive salaries. And, you know, yeah. when it comes to sort of standard of life, cost of living, blah, 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 you probably only have to earn sort of 50% of your European salary in South Africa to have a better life. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. They, they can kind of push that a bit, being like, you earn your European farm in Bloom, which yeah. I, I do think is, uh, which can be used as a, like if they market it correctly. But this is what I'm saying, like, like, I don't think they do that. Like, I don't think is a, a dialogue sort of say sharks or storms the cheaters, whatever. Mm. Uh, well, look, let's let's leave it there. Um, so this is like, like I, 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 I kind of feel we are a bit passive with these sort of things. As, you know, sorry, I don't know. Yeah, I don't no. think we should have. Because yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we now half. Yeah, but anyway, we're halfway through. Rugby Aotora. Stripped over my tongue there. We're halfway through now. We should acknowledge that at least. Yes, we are halfway through. We're halfway through, so only five more weeks of awesome rugby left. And there's also rugby in Australia. Yeah, then the good rugby's done. Then the good rugby's done. (laughs) No, look, I haven't been been watching the Aussie rugby in fairness. I just know it's been um, the weather hasn't helped. We're going to be scraping the barrel. We're going to be going for stuff like Alphabet 15. Like, obviously, I would say. G G would be a good prop. It's quite a broad fucker. Yeah. No, but and no. Maybe, um, and maybe I just G, thought, capital just, D. I reckon that'd be a, a good. Uh, would it be a good a good tight head? Yeah. Wait. No, good loose head. I'm going to stop you there. I'm, I'm going to yeah. stop you there. Okay, we're going off the rails. Uh, uh, ben, thank you for bringing up that idea. We will definitely discuss it going forward. Thanks for joining us. I hope you have a, a, another a rest of a pleasant evening. Thank you, Adam. Pleasure.
Uh, Matt, thank you. As always, and again, sorry for having to, having to, to uh, rush off. No, no, it's no worries. I'm blaming, I assume it's a growth spurt. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks, Matt. Um, no, no, it's, it's kids, bro. They're very weird. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Elite Rugby Bands. If you have, have been listening, thank you very much. Sorry, we have been all over the shop. We will be back next week and let the good times roll with uh, Rugby New Zealand and Australia. I don't think the Premiership's starting soon. We'll see you next week. Take care. Keep safe.